Welcome back to The Brandon White Show, where we have conversations worth listening to give you an edge to win in your business and your life. I'm your host, Brandon White. Here we go. Welcome back to The Edge Podcast, giving you the edge to win in business and in life. Here's your host, Brandon White. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about estimating your market size for your business plan and doing it correctly. And this can be applied whether you are launching a new business with a product or service or launching a product or service in an existing company. Either which way, you've got to get your market sizing right to be able to understand how big it is and how you're going to attack it. And what we're going to go over today is an example pretending like we are a fishing lure company making top water fishing lures, sometimes called poppers, for largemouth bass anglers. And this is a rendition of a plan that I saw and how they presented it. So we're going to talk about this case study and then we'll talk about is it right or is it wrong? And if it is off, how to do it correctly. So let's talk about this. The plan says there's 52.4 million anglers in the United States, which is correct. The fishing lure business is worth about $1.2 billion. And they said they were going to capture 0.5% of the market. And they translated that into $60 million worth of revenue. And then they scaled that by years. Obviously, they didn't think they could do that in the first year. So they took a percentage of that. Again, if you're listening, not watching, 52 million anglers. They said the fishing lure business was $1.2 billion, which I checked and it is. It said we are going to capture 0.5% of the market. They took 0.5% of $1.2 billion and they got $60 million. And then they just ramped it up and said we're going to be a $60 million company. Now that's interesting, but it's completely wrong. If you do that, that may or may not be true, but it's not a strategy. So when you think about doing market sizing, you want to think about doing it from the bottom up, not the top down. Meaning you can't just take this big market and then take a percentage of it and do the math. How the next question you're going to ask or you're going to ask yourself likely is, okay, how are we going to get, the, get that 0.5%? Oh, we're going to advertise to everybody in the United States. Well, that's never going to work. So let's talk about a more refined way of estimating your market size. 52.4 million anglers. Fishing lure business is $1.2 billion. The freshwater lure business is 750 million of the 1.2 billion. So it's 750 million. The largemouth bass segment of that is worth 500 million. The topwater lore business is worth 150 million. The West Coast fisherman topwater, where we are located, let's say, is 50 million. And then the next question is, Okay, let's break this down more. We're in Northern California. So the California fisherman topwater market is $25 million worth of lures. NorCal, Northern California fishermen who fish topwater lures is worth $10 million. And then the next question is, 
How are we going to get to that $10 million? And we're going to do that through a retail and an online strategy. So this is a way that you're starting sort of from the top, but you're breaking this down to get to a real number. Now, as you can tell, the NorCal fisherman who fished top order lures in the freshwater market is $10 million. So that $60 million is not even realistic based on the math. Another way that you could approach this is you could say, we're located in Northern California. There's a $10 million market here. How are we going to attack it? What I did in this example is took that top-down, real simple math and broke it down into layers. But you, whether you approach it from the way that we just described it, going from $1.2 billion down to a $10 million market, or you just say, how many... How much is my local market worth? Doesn't matter. You're still going to get this breakdown. And it's more realistic. The other thing about this example is that when you are approaching it and doing it this way, you're actually building your execution plan. Because if we back up just a little bit, we went from NorCal fishermen who fish top water, who we'd already segmented out the freshwater largemouth bass market we got the $10 million. So now we say, how are we going to get a piece of that? Well, we're going to sell online. And let's say that half of the 10 million, 5 million is online. And let's say the other half is in retail. Well, now we say, okay, well, how many retailers are there? How many freshwater retailers are there? And we just keep breaking this down, which ultimately gives us an execution strategy based on our market sizing. And it also allows us a progression of how we're going to roll out. Very likely, you're not going to roll out across the entire nation unless you are a huge multi-billion dollar company who can allocate tens, if not hundreds of million dollars to a launch. So you're going to have to figure out how to go from local to national and maybe worldwide, but it's just not going to happen overnight. And I would argue, having had some experience in this myself, own your local market. A lot of the times, your market is big enough to build a decent business. Now, if you come from a small town, then I would say, for instance, uh, Half Moon Bay, California here is, I think, 14,000 people. And you could say, well, Brandon, that's a really small market. Maybe there's a hundred grand worth of fishing lures sold in this entire town. We are on the coast a year. I say, okay, well, let's figure out how much of that we can get. And now let's bump ourselves up as we start thinking about this into a county. Okay, so now we're in San Mateo County. San Mateo County has 800,000 people. Figure out how many anglers and break it down that way and say, okay, and how many stores are there? and how many of those people are are online. And now what we're doing is we're thinking about this and connecting the two things. One, our market sizing and our sales and marketing strategy led by where the people in the market are. I mean, we could just keep going down this this breakdown here as I'm thinking about it and say that you're going to break it down even further because 
the if you just do it by if you did it just by anglers, you would need to break out fly fishing to light tackle angling to offshore angling. So you really have to go through this example, this process, and approach it this way. Otherwise, you're just going to do this math. Now, here's the thing: the math could work. You may eventually, as we went over in the top-down easy math wrong approach method could wind up at $60 million, but you're going to have to figure out how to get there. So it's not that that might not, might be, might not be right eventually, but if you don't tie the two together, then you're sort of in this weird spot where you say, well, I got to do 60 million. And now you start building your business plan or your marketing plan and your business plan for this product and in your marketing plan, you're trying to figure out how to do this and you've got to do this anyway. Or what sometimes people do is they're like, hey, we're just going to, we're going to reach everybody. And that just doesn't work for a hundred different reasons. One is you need, as we touched on, you're going to need a ton of money. And two is you're probably going to want a PR strategy around your mark, sales and marketing strategy. And you got to own your local PR before in general, national PR is going to take a risk on you. National PR doesn't look at regional PR as competition. They see it as validation. So when you start thinking about this as a whole approach and not just in the silo, okay, here's my market size, but how does market sizing and estimating it lead to my sales and marketing plan? So I hope this was helpful in a thought process and a framework to start thinking about your estimating your market size and how it ties into your sales and marketing plan and how that ultimately ties in to your whole business plan because what we just did here will flow from your marketing plan into your financial statement, likely your cash flow statement, which builds a P&L. So now you can actually start predicting your revenue, which you have got to, you, you, you must model really to understand where it's going to go and what your targets need to be. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please hit subscribe because I don't want you to miss any future episodes. If you need help with your business plan and or marketing plan, check the show notes for details and reach out to us and we can help you. If you have any questions, leave us a comment or grab my email in the show notes. As importantly to all, thank you so much for listening. We'll connect in the next episode. Bye, everyone.